What's up, crew? Welcome to the lounge. I believe this is going to be episode 111. Uh, point of order on the date, March 1st, 2021. So for all of those in the replay world, be it YouTube, audio, video, podcast, wherever, welcome. Remember, you can always participate after the fact down in the comments below. For those that are live, though, that's where it's at. So if you're in replay, try to make it live because on Mondays, you are a part of the conversation. Remember that you can throw those uh, topics and questions and whatever out there in the chat. You never know where we end up. We could start talking about firearms and the next thing you know, be talking about aliens and eventually come back around to the Illuminati. You never really know. A uh, couple things going on with the uh, channel real quick before I bring in the co-host, the sidekick for tonight. Um had a video, uh, Patreon, I think some of the Patreon folks out there were aware, some of the YouTube channel members, by the way, shout out to both of those crews. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the encouragement, support, engagement. We appreciate it. But I had a video back in December. Uh, you guys out there in the public arena got privy to that, um, what, yesterday? I believe it was that dropped. Was in YouTube jail for, good Lord, nearly two months, right at two months. Uh, finally won them over with that and was able to get that released here on the uh, YouTube platform, which is obviously where we're recording this. So uh, with that, let's jump into it because the live chat is starting to uh, fill up. Welcome in the, uh, yeah, the partner in crime for tonight. He is the man that I think was voted by Shill Magazine to be the sexiest gun tuber of 2020. And uh, he himself fresh out of YouTube jail. So, it's uh, Mark with Fit and Fire. So what's up, bro? Hey, how you doing, man? And uh, first and foremost, point of order, huge thank you to yourself for all of your assistance in getting me squared away with uh, YouTube. And I mean, just I've said it once before, but the, the last uh, part of last week was a huge um information dump and learning experience, uh, not only uh, from the things that we talked about, but just understanding how all of this stuff works to begin with. So thank you so much for all of that. That was just amazing. You bet, man. Um, yeah, we'll jump into that maybe a little bit uh, here yeah, in a sure. sec. Before we do, welcome in Wes, Makojo Ghost, Calaveras is out there, Gun Snob, Rebel, I see. Um who else? Mr. FNH, G23, Russell with Primo Targets in the house. What is up, Russell? So uh, welcome, everybody. That guy's wife is out there, which is this guy's wife, in case y'all didn't know that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was, you know, I want to thank, I want to thank Ghost, uh, who is out there listening, for putting that on my radar. I'm sure I would have eventually seen it. You know what I mean? Um, but he was the one that seen it first, and he said, hey, uh, you know, Mark's having some issues. Uh, maybe, you know, see what, see what you can do. Um, and you know, we've had the conversation privately. There's a lot of folks that are not willing to step back and look at the big picture of things sometimes. And you're not one of those people. So, uh, I try not to be, I really try know. not to be, I, I know that I'm not smart. Uh, as well, I'm not as smart as a lot of people. And I know that I make mistakes and I know that, uh, there's ways to be better. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're one of the good guys. I've said that along and, and, uh, yeah, it didn't hurt, not hurt my feelings a bit. I wish more folks would be like you be a little more open-minded. Um, 
you know, when things go south. And I get the frustration, right? I don't want to discount that at all, <laughs> you know, um, because when I first talked to you, it was like a lot of people that have trouble when I first talked to them. But what about this? But what about these people? What about, about this guy? But what about what, 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 what? It's like, oh, time out, slow down, you know. Uh, let's 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 find a premise. Let's find a baseline, and let's kind of walk yep. through it, you know, from there. Exactly. Uh, Gizzard out there, the chat. M. Graber jumping in. Artak and daughters. Uh, what is up? What is up? Remember to say hi if you are live. And uh, yeah, questions for Mark, myself, or just randomness to throw us down a rabbit hole. All welcome on Mondays. Um, so yeah, a lot of people out there live. Uh, kick them, kick them on down there. Get it out there. Uh, Ghost says Mark is is one of the good guys. Now pay him. He says. So your checks in the mail, bro. Check is in the mail. Much like the stimulus, right? It's, uh, yeah. it's in the mail. So yep. Uh, it's funny that the, uh, it's funny that uh, the current administration uh, bombed Syria faster than we got our check in the mail. So. <laughs> right. That was an awesome meme, by the way. Love that one. Uh, I think that was a meme that I seen. Uh, Bernabe Sanchez in the house and uh, G23 apparently speaking Spanish. Really weird. Um, yeah, you talk about the week and, and uh, yeah, I'm sure that it was a roller coaster ride for you. And then Friday was one of them things we actually talked. And it was like, yeah, don't expect anything on this till next week. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was like, bam, okay, he's yeah. fixed. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, what? Yeah, uh, I need to find out who that person is and buy him a beer. Eventually, or, or her. uh, the Reaper out there, eventually, um, eventually you will, you will get to meet some of those folks. Um, uh, you know, I can't talk a lot about it. The folks out there already know with a lot of the, the work I do have been doing and talking with and whatever YouTube, I can't really talk about the specifics of that, but, um, yeah, hopefully we'll get you kind of get you in the loop and, and that'll help you a little more, hopefully moving forward, but great way I thought to, to start the weekend. Um, heck, we got you fixed up. I got a video that, that was, that came out of Facebook jail, which was awesome. Um, picked up the, uh, heritage barkeep Saturday in the local gun shop. So, and you picked up a new one this weekend too, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, it, it yes, but no, it was, it was new about three weeks ago, but I got it from my FFL, uh, over the weekend after some, uh, some updates, I guess. Oh, okay. Weekend. Okay. Yeah. Um, and did you get a chance to take that out this weekend? I did. I did. Uh, not only did I take out a new shooter, but then I was able to zero the red dot, um, as well. And, um, and, uh, interesting thing. I, I, I gotta take a second to toot my own horn here. Um, uh, because this dude made my day. Um, we're at the range. It's an indoor range. I really don't like shooting at indoor ranges. Uh, especially around here uh, for a number of different reasons, but um, working through this first time shooter, never shot a gun before. And uh, eventually I get a tap on the shoulder from the RSO. And he says, are you going to be here very much longer? And I was like, uh, I mean, I, I don't, um, I'm not sure. And he's like, well, I, I got to leave and I got to go get you the instructor of the year award. And I was like, I didn't know to take him sarcastically or not. And he's like, I just looked at him dumbfounded. And he's like, I'm being serious. I I am here almost every single day. And the, the the things that people say to new shooters are unbelievable. You would you would you would cough up a lung 
trying to laugh so hard. Um, and uh, he, he said, you're, you're doing everything right. So good job on you. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I had awesome. to toot my own heart. That's that, that my little story from the weekend. <laughs> right. Now the new shooters, that, that just somebody, you know, from the community or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, little, um, probably a touchy subject. But uh, someone who I know here, um, good friend, really, really, really good friend, uh, voted for Bernie Sanders, or not Bernie Sanders, but for Biden, uh, mm-hmm. Biden voter. Um, we have had several, several talks. Um, we see things differently. And, and in my perspective, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but um, I'm, I'm hoping that um, through some of these discussions that, uh, we can get different perspectives, uh, going one way or the other. I know that there are some things that, um, they've talked to me about that I've completely changed my mind on. And I'm hoping that maybe, uh, the gun culture, uh, and how the, um, how the current administration may go after the gun culture, uh, might be something I can kind of change, change, uh, change their perspective, not in their mind, not change their mind, but just change their perspective and understanding a little bit better. But, uh, and I think that, I think that between the two of us, we listened to each other very well. So it was, it's been a good, uh, it's been a good, uh, um, friendship, I guess is the best way to say it. (laughs) Right. Now, as far as the actual taking them to the range, I mean, seemed to enjoy that or was it, was it awkward or kind of what was that experience like with them? Nope. Just jumped, jumped right in both feet. Um, I gave, uh, before we left, I gave the, um, the lesson of here's the four major, uh, firearm safety rules. When we get to the range, this is what we should expect. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to unpack the, the gun from the, from the case at the shooting line. We're going to load everything at the shooting line. The pistol always stays pointed down range. We don't turn around um, just basic steps. And then when we got to the range, talked about good, uh, good grip, sight picture, equal height, equal light, uh, trigger squeeze, trigger reset. Um, we worked through all that um, and ended up burning through a hundred rounds. And I was thoroughly impressed. Usually you'll see, You'll see the new shooters. They'll do that. They'll do that. Um, they'll throw. It. They'll want to throw it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll anticipate the recoil, and they yeah. end up throwing them. Um, there were a couple of times, but out of a hundred rounds, I would say probably less than five times that even happened. So, um, just very, very attentive to what I was saying uh, and open to instruction, and uh, it made it for a really great time. Uh, once, once they got done, I pulled my new Glock 19 Gen 5 MOS with the Hollow Sun 507C on it and dumped 25 rounds of Hornady. Um, it's personal protective rounds. I don't have them with me. I can't remember which one. It's not the, it's not the critical defense or critical duty. It's the other one, uh, the Hollow Tip um, versions. I can't remember the acronym they use for it, but uh, got that sighted in and that's going to end up being my new carry gun. So, nice. Yeah. Uh, 402 Outdoorsman, I see. Jumped in out there, joining us. What is happening? Uh, G23, it says he got, uh, apparently he got a swag pack. Okay, cool. Uh, you are very welcome, sir. And then uh, 402 says, uh, been dormant, but got some plans. So, oh, yeah. 
definitely keep uh, keep putting out the content, man. Uh, Bernie be out there since twenty twenty four for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> after the after the meme, uh, it's possible, I guess now, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Maybe what, what, he needs to he needs to campaign in his mittens. Maybe. Yeah, that's, mitten that's Sanders. The, yeah. So that's. <laughs> Oh Lord! Well, I did see not to not to go necessarily political with this. And again, if you're out there, you want to change the subject up, you can. Um, but uh, I did hear uh, there was some chatter today. Just watching some different things. I think Trump spoke at CPAC and some other stuff, and they were talking about he was talking about not starting a third starting a third party, which is one of the things that we've heard a lot since he's he left office, which is. I don't know. It's, it's strange. I think it's actually smart. I, I'm pretty sure some uh, some GOP representatives pulled him aside and said, hey, look, here's what would happen if you would do that. Um, it, I think that it would, uh, for, for those of you who are, uh, you know, Republican or Republican voters, uh, it would irreparably fracture the the party. And we might as well just give up 2024 after that point. So, yeah, not to yeah. say that, uh, not to say that elections moving forward are going to be very easy for us to win, but, uh, you know, <laughs> that's my own little tinfoil hat right. episode. Well, I mean, I think it, I think it pulls from the other side of the aisle as well, but I don't, you know, depending on who the candidate is and some other things, you know what I mean? Um, it doesn't pull as much. If, if everything was split equally, it would, that would be one thing, right? If you had a 10% loss on one side and a 10% loss on the other one, okay, big deal. Has it really made a difference? Mm. But I think when you, when you talk third party, that's a lot of the problem is typically it pulls more from one side than the other. Um, and that's when you, that's when you get into trouble, especially when you have really bad candidates, right? Take, oh yeah. Put the parties aside and just look at the candidates, right, that you've got. Um, and when you've got a really bad candidate on one side and one that's, uh, okay, we might can deal with this this guy, maybe, kind of, sort of, um, you know, you don't want to hurt the hurt the chances with that. Now, Buck's out there, and Calaveras says, I mean, this is for you, he says, Fit and Fire still going to nine rounds. Yes, yep, yep, that's my gym. That's my gym of choice. That's where I like to go. Uh, just was out there today and crushed a massive workout Ooh, did uh let's see uh the the chow is the challenge of the week in one of the rounds every week we have a, a challenge in one of the nine different stations and this week was pike crunches with a medicine ball so you take a medicine ball you stick your feet up in the air and you do crunches i did 198 in three minutes so um got my name on the board and uh i think um i got it in my Instagram stories is like 560 calorie workout. So I was very happy about today. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize what it takes to burn calories. Um, man, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It takes, takes a, <laughs> it, it's nothing to intake them. Is yeah. that, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, today's, uh, today's been one of those Mondays where I've just been on the go, 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 go. Um, yeah. I even, uh, you know, uh, picked up my daughter from school, went to, uh, the grocery store, got all the groceries, got through the checkout. And as I'm getting ready to pay, realized I left my wallet at home. Oh, 
that sucks. <laughs> so that just exacerbated uh, everything going on this evening. So, <laughs> right. Well, I, um, man, the, the cold snap, the snowmageddon, whatever you call it uh, here, man, that's really set me back. Uh, you know, I was doing well. I lost, what, 40 pounds, a little bit more, about 45, I guess, from SHOT Show last year to probably the fall into summer fall i mean before the holidays uh i was pretty much into what i i wanted to be as far as maintenance right um going into the holidays made it through the holidays which is tough but made it through the holidays and then all of that good stuff and then snowmageddon hit and i feel completely i mean we didn't lose power and we didn't lose um water but it's just eating the way that you're you need to eat and all of that kind of stuff when there's all of that going on and you're cooped up in the house and you just want that comfort food, man, which is usually not the best food for you, unfortunately. And, um, man, that, that, that's been rough. I mean, I think I put back on something like eight pounds in two weeks, <laughs> you know, it's really easy uh, to do. And, you know, this last weekend, my wife and I was like, you know what? This has got to stop. We got to, you know, this we get. it's okay because I'd gotten to where I was pretty much in a in a maintenance phase. And, I mean, I could have, you know, even even through the dieting and, and all of that, you know, I was, you know, one day a week probably was a cheat day. And I was still doing well. And I'd gotten to the point I could have multiple cheat days. You know what I mean? As long as I didn't do it for two weeks in a row, obviously. Um, but it was nothing to, you know, have a cheat meal every day almost or something like that. Um, and that was, that was really nice, but yeah, we gotta, I was like, yeah, we gotta get back hardcore. And, and thankfully, uh, things are, things are starting to work out. Uh, snob out there. He said, I spent all summer sweating to the oldies. Um, I'm not a big workout guy, you know, I try to stay active. Um, and I do a lot of stuff outdoors. I like, we've talked about it before, you know, privately, I think about, you know, I like to build things and, you know, work on my own stuff around the house and mm -hmm. things like that. You know what I mean? So, um, and it, it, with everybody, I know with everybody, it's different. So I'm preaching to the choir with you when it comes to fitness and things like that. Obviously you're way more into it than I am. Um, but I know that one thing that I found out over kind of my journey was I had to figure out what worked for me. You know, um, you can't just buy a book off the shelf or subscribe to some kind of program online uh, and do what they say and it work. You really have to pay attention to your body and what you're doing. And, you know, exercise does help and going to the gym and stuff. I'm not going to knock that because, as you said, it's certainly a way to burn calories and build muscle and more muscle you burn more calories and so forth and so on um but for some people it's not feasible to go to the you know what i mean you know what i mean they just don't have a lot of time in their schedule to get to a gym maybe some people can't afford to go to the gym and so there's other things you can do like sweating to the oldies if you're into that i guess i don't yeah. know if that's on netflix or hulu or whatever but <laughs> you can, amazon you prime pro probably on youtube somewhere you can find those i'm sure i'm sure um now grim reaper out there he said have you been working on your trigger curls 
So that's a reference to my birthday gift. Um, and uh, he, he sent me a, uh, a cameo from Master Kin. Uh. And the cameo at the end was like, if you want to be, you know, in firearms and, and fitness, then you're going to need to, you know, do a twofer for your YouTube channel. And one of them was, was firearm curls. You're curling the pistol or the AR 15, you know, with your, and if you're that way, if your fingers all break, then you can just put your finger around the trigger and then lift it up and, and shoot while you're, you know, uh, he, he's, he's ridiculous. He's yeah. ridiculous. That's, yeah. Man with, um, so yeah, jumping back to the weekend. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't do a whole lot. Um, there's almost not a day goes by. Thankfully, uh, just the position I'm in that I don't send at least some rounds downrange. And if I don't do that, then I slam slinging arrows downrange or pellets or something usually. Um, and, uh, yeah, picked up that heritage barkeep and I do have a YouTube shorts for those out there that are interested in eyeballing a couple things with that. I know Gunsnob out there. He's, he's extremely jealous. He hasn't gotten his yet. Unfortunately, hopefully it's coming. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of the grips on that thing. I'll go ahead and put that out there now. Uh, they're beautiful. They're like a gray pearl um, style grip. A little bit too much bling for me on a on a single action revolver. <laughs> I prefer, you know, just just some old wood grips, honestly. Um, and a little bit awkward because you've got this, you know, with, with single action revolvers, I'm used to larger bore, heavier frame, heavier barrel, longer barrel. Uh, and you've got this full size, almost grip and frame with this little bitty short barrel. And so the balance is weird. And the fact that it doesn't have the extractor under it, it can't because the barrel's not long enough, um, makes it weird. It's just a, it's a weird little revolver for those out there that kind of want to low down, uh, early on. Now there's, there's obviously there's content coming with it and uh, written reviews and, and some other things as we move forward. Uh, and it's cool, no doubt, no doubt. But uh, it's it's something that takes some getting used to. And, you know, that type of, of, I don't know how much you're into, you know, Wild West history and stuff like that, but there's a reason Heritage came out with that. Um, that was a popular setup back in the day for businessmen and, and, uh, and what have you, to have those little short barrels like that. But... Uh, it's it's interesting to think that was the concealed carry of the day back then, and then you put it in your hand, and it's awkward compared to my say my Glock forty two, you know, which I'm used to. Did they make that in? Do they make that in anything other than twenty two long rifle? Um, Heritage does not, but they do make. I have seen some what they call shopkeepers, um, and I'm not real sure. Some folks out there, if Rich White was out there in the chat he could sure let me know i see tj jumped in what's up tj um there are some other companies that make those i have seen some reproduction stuff and i don't know if it's from cimarron uberti taylor's and company you know those folks that do the uh the, the western heritage the the cowboy guns or not but i have seen some of those out there for sure uh g23 says if you could remove any anti-gun law what would it be and why? That is a super good question and a big can of worms. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to let Mark field that one first. Woo, put me Any on the hot law. seat first. Man. Any gun law. Now, he Any says law, law, and he says law. I'm going to 
I'm going to say legislation or regulation. I mean, I would have to say the very first thing that's got it. The first thing that's tops on my mind uh, is the NFA. NFA has got to go. Um, that, that, that's, that's just, uh, the, the, the reasoning behind all of that is pure nonsense. And, uh, the concept of paying a tax to get permission is ridiculous as well. So, well, and then you throw in the arbitrary nature of measurements and things, you know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, like the thing Q got into, it's like, okay, what angle are you measuring? What point you're measuring from here to there and at what angle makes a difference and just all of this nonsense is crazy, right? Uh, so that'd be my guess too, would be the NFA because just about every piece of legislation post NFA kind of hinges on the NFA. So if you take away the NFA, the rest of it falls apart. The rest of it goes away. So why would you not remove the source of most of the problem? Would the Hughes Act go away if the NFA went away, you think? Well, with without the NFA, the machine guns are not regulated. Mm-hmm. Right? That is correct. That's my understanding. I'm so even though so even though manufacturers could not manufacture them and sell them, um in other words, they couldn't be manufactured to be sold to the private citizens, you could could you not make your own? I mean, technically you can make your own uh, as it stands right now, if you get a, uh, uh, an SOT. Right. <laughs> but right. Uh, correct. Yeah. I mean, you could, I mean, but does that, well, I guess what I'm saying is I'd have to go back and see, I don't know the relationship of, of SOTs and those sort of things to Hughes. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and how that affects that side of things, but it's got to affect Hughes in some way. Yeah, I would. I would almost, say so. You almost think it has to, because it, Hughes relies a lot on 1968 as well, and a lot of stuff in 68 referencing references NFA. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like the NFA would be, from my perspective, the linchpin mm-hmm. in uh, all of these sub- subsequent laws because it created precedents. Well, if you get rid of that, then there's no precedents any longer. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's just, that's just where I go. It's easy. It's easy. And a lot of people know it. Right. Uh, Gizzard out there says Heritage makes the Rough Rider in 357 and 45 uh, and cold. And yes, they do. Uh, they do make big bore stuff. Uh, they don't make it in that short barreled uh, barkeep. At least cut, at least cut it not, down. Not to my knowledge. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can do it yourself, I guess. Um, get the front sight blade on that. It would be a bit of a chore, though. Well, um, if you if you just do what Billy the Kid did and just file your sights down anyway, then you don't have to worry. Well, about that's it. that's true too. Yeah, but he was he was running a Schofield though too, so he was he was a little bit higher end than a Heritage. So <laughs> just saying, uh, Wes says, uh, have you seen the new colored cylinders Heritage has? I have not seen colored cylinders. I don't guess. I know they've got some different colors they've got a wide variety of models i know when i was going through their booth at uh a shot show last year now which sucks um man they got all kinds of it's basically the same revolvers they just the colors and styles and case hardened and grips and 
all the other things they've got. They've even got them with target sites now set up, which is is pretty cool. Yeah, the uh, you said Schofields, and uh, th that's if if I'm not big into um, um, Western type of uh, firearms, I respect them and I uh, I uh, appreciate them. Uh, but it's just not something that I gravitate to. Mm -hmm. uh, but I will say that um, two things. Number one is if, if I did buy one, Schofield would be the one I'd get probably uh, as it stands right now, since you is the only one that I know that makes it uh, probably in the 45 long Colt. Um, and then uh, the second thing I will say is uh, my, my dad ended up with a, um, a, army was it army single action is that what they uh was the name of it i'm really yeah, just, bad just, at just the cult single action yeah. army yeah yes yeah. yes there there that, yeah. that's and then exactly there was it. multiple versions of that but correct yeah. Yeah. so this was the uh the cult uh single action army from the cult um custom shop and that was his that was his christmas gift um okay. Wow. And that uh, which which is crazy because um, it's a great story. Uh, my stepmom uh, figured out exactly what to get him for Christmas. I mean, did all the legwork, you know, just probed him, asked him questions, just nonchalantly, and he just spilled the beans. And she right. collected all that information, started searching online, found it, and was able to buy it for his Christmas um, of 2017. And then bef about two and a half weeks before Christmas, uh, my stepmom passed away. Oh, man. And it had came in the mail. She, I mean, she did everything. She went to the gun shop. She got it. She got the FFL transfer. She did everything. And um, my dad kept on seeing this, this box, this like UPS or FedEx box. Um, and he didn't know what to do with it. He just kind of moved it around. He didn't open it. But he just was just moving it around. And finally, he's like, well, I guess I'd. I guess I need to open it. And he opened it and in it was everything. It had the pistol. It had all the emails back and forth between my stepmother wow. and the, the FFL to include emails with, uh, with the um, people at Colt to get the exact one that he wanted. It, it was, um, it was a pleasant surprise and he found it. Um, I think a week or so before, Thanksgiving of 2018 and it just so happened that the entire family gathered uh, for that um, for that Thanksgiving and then he told everybody about it and it was it was really a special event so wow yeah we've got Calavera says that you're an anti-pud yeah. Well, Mark, it's Mark's not an anti. Mark's not an anti pud. <laughs> I, I was. I sold a. I sold a firearm on. Um, on arms list a couple months ago and got called a fud because I wouldn't, really. Yeah, because I wouldn't drop. I wouldn't drop the price to the level that he wanted. It was a <laughs> to get this. I'm a fud and I'm selling a. I'm selling a Romanian RH10 AK47. Uh -huh. And uh, I, I thought I had it decently priced because it had, you know, uh, optics rail on it. And um, I think I I think I was asking eight fifty for it. And he's like, I'm not paying brand new prices for a used gun. And I was like, well, good luck trying to find a uh, so a com block AK for under a thousand. Right that's now. a that's a new one. Um, 
I've never, I don't think I've ever heard of anybody being called a FUD because of the price they asked for. Yeah, that's, that's a new one on me. So congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just, I'm, I I told him, I was like, you know, you have no idea who you're talking to. And, uh, you know, and and I went, I, I egged him on a little while after, after he told me a fun, I just, I just kept, I mean, we went for it. We went back and forth for like two hours, you know? Right. Um, but now is that, is that your first experience with arms list or have you? No, no, no. I've used, I've used arms list, uh, quite a bit to buy and sell. And, um, I've had, I've had positive experiences, you know, naturally you have those guys that are just like, uh, Oh man, you know, would you do whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, selling something for 700, would you do like 450? I'm like, no. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, and, and a lot of people out there, I mean, especially gun shows, other things, people will go and they'll say, oh, well, the prices is too high. And legitimately, some people are out of their freaking mind, right? Mm-hmm. I know what I got. But but common common thinking and bartering and negotiation tactic is, is always start out a little high. So um, my advice usually to people is don't be afraid to make an offer because a lot of times people do that because they know people are going to make an offer. <laughs> so, but if you make the offer too low, don't get, don't get offended. That's just called the beginnings of negotiation. So. Yep. Um, exactly. And, and if it's too much, forget it and move on. You know? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, like calling you a bud is going to make you change your mind. You're like, Oh no, uh, hold on a minute. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I apologize here. Let me do. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and I, I do a pretty decent job of describing the firearms that I'm selling on arms list. Uh, and one of his first things is like, well, what, tell me more about the rifle. And I was like, well, I mean, what more do you need to know? He's like, well, how many magazines is it going to come with? I was like, I mean, I can, I can throw one in. Uh, what, why do I need to supply you with magazines <laughs> by right. your own magazines? Right. Like I'll I'll send you, I'll send it with the magazine it came with. Yeah, yeah. Which I, was none. <laughs> yeah, I would have said, well, you know, it depends on what you like. Do you want Playboy, Field and Stream? You know, Recoil. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good. Good one. housekeeping. I mean, you let me know, and I'll hook you up with the magazines, bro. I'm going. I'm going to have to remember that. I'm going to have to remember that. I, was, I no, I don't have any more. I don't have any magazines that. Uh, well, I have one. I have a consumer reports I can send with it. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't keep a lot around. In fact, I did some cleaning. Uh, you know, some cleaning around the other day, and I, I threw quite a few away. The about the only ones I keep anymore, um, and especially with events. You know, you go to different events and other things. You pick up a lot of these catalogs and and different things. About the only one that uh, ones I'll keep is if they've got some reloading data in them. Then usually yep. I'll hang on to them. But yeah, outside of that, yeah. Uh, yep. yeah. Calaveras says example of overpriced is thirteen hundred dollars for a G forty three X. Yeah, a little bit. I would think so. Well, the problem is not necessarily. I'm starting to see that prices are not starting to get too outrageous if you're if you're willing to just take some time and research it and stuff like that. There is a, um, let's see, uh, what is it? Gunzone deals, yeah, Gunzo deals. They had a Walter PPS uh, for four ninety nine today, and I'm like, that's that's a pretty decent price for for 
one of the first polymer ultra compact concealed carry pistols, you know, um, of, of that design, you know, striker fired all that jazz. Um, and yeah, I would have, I would totally jump on that if, if I had the ammunition to shoot it. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the biggest problem. Right. Well, we went, uh, we went over into Louisiana, uh, over there to the, uh, the river walk or whatever boardwalk. Um, what, two, two weekends ago, I guess now, or, well, now actually a week ago, I guess it was a week ago today, maybe. Um, anyway, and, uh, there's a Bass Pro over there, always the highlight almost of the, of the trip, but, um, I was blown away. I mean, ammunition was poor, very, very, very poor. Uh, 25 ACP had a little bit of that, had some match 223 that was good Lord, $35 a box or something. Mm. Uh, and some 30 out six, and I want to say another some kind of 300 magnum caliber, or maybe or something. And then they had uh, some shotgun stuff. But as far as firearms, um, they had about anything and everything you could want. Now, it's Bass Pro prices, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Which is not, which is never the cheapest unless there's a sale going on. Um, and I say they had anything and everything they want. This blew my mind. They had zero revolvers. <laughs> FNs, FNs, Glocks, SIGs, CZs, you name it. No revolvers. <laughs> and, they, and they were completely out of stock of Tauruses as well, weren't they? Um, You know what? I didn't see any Taurus, but I would, I would venture a guess that they probably were. The cheaper stuff... It's, it's hard to find. I mean, anything under, uh, around here anyway, uh, seems like anything under about the $500 price point is fairly hard to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you get over that, it's you can you can definitely find some stuff. It's out there and, and at fairly decent prices for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's an FN 509 tactical at the local shop here. I've been just oodling over. I'm just like, oh, okay, not this month. <laughs> All right. Uh, Reaper says, have you started uh, doing any of your own loading with the, uh, with the ammo prices? Um, the short answer is yes. The long answer is no. Um, <laughs> right. So today, uh, today I, I dropped over $700 on 223 um, because I've got some training coming up here in a couple of weeks. And, uh, man, it really, really kicked me right in the, right in the gut. But, um, uh, you know, we talked about this on the phone. I can't up here. I can't find primers. I can't find primers at a decent rate. Right. And, uh, today I talked to, um, the founder of the gun, the Kansas gun community. And he said that, um, he knows of a, of a, of a guy who is purchasing a bulk shipment of primers is able to find it is getting ready to sign a contract on it. And it's 10 cents per primer. Um, and I'm like, goodness. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, that's I, tough. I'd expect, I'd expect seven, eight, maybe, but 10 cents. That was really surprising. So talking with uh, some of the guys who do shooting competitions, they've, they asked me is, Hey, why haven't you been out in so long? And I was like, Man, I got, I get, I get, I got a lot my ammo for reviews. 
He's like, no, nah, man, come on out, shoot. I mean, we're only shooting like, you know, three iterations. It'll be like 50 rounds or less. And if you want, you can buy some of our stuff out there. We can get you set up. And I was like, oh, well, I could reload. And he's like, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> right. And I asked him, I was like, well, that's interesting. Why, why would you not? I mean, I've, I've, I've got enough to, to go 1500 rounds right now for nine millimeter. And, uh, he said, well, to be frankly honest with you, um, why would I, I can still buy it. Yeah. It's uh -huh. expensive. Um, but when the day comes where you can't buy it anymore, then that's when you need to start reloading and stop shooting. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yep. kind of my perspective right now. Well, I've, I've threatened, uh, you know, the Dylan press sitting right over there. Uh, I do need to kick out, you know, I do need to kick out a little bit of 380, a little bit of nine millimeter, a little bit of 38 special, uh, here, here before too long, probably going to have to do that. Um, but you know, I, I, there was a guy today who was doing a live stream, um, target pistol guy. I think it's his channel. Um, I don't think it's a newer channel, but a smaller channel. Um, and he just kicked on a live stream while he was loading today. And he was talking about primers and, mm. you know, I had to flex a little bit. I'm like, yeah, I'm sitting on about 50,000, you know, small pistol yeah. primers. And he's like, Oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, this, this is not my first rodeo, bro. You know, it's like, it's been that way. Even before 2013, we went through this in 2013, you know, I was sitting on stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't stop buying ammunition and just move strictly into reloading when stuff like this happens. Now I'm mm. not going to overpay for ammunition. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I ain't paying $30 for 50 rounds of nine millimeter ain't happening. And that's about going rate right now. It seems like, unfortunately. Depends, uh, depends on what you're buying. I mean, I was able to pick up, uh, uh, some steel case nine millimeter for 39 cents a round. So, so, well, that's a round, though. Yeah. So that's I bought a thousand. Little, I bought a thousand rounds. So a little less than twenty dollars a, a a box of fifty, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah it's a little steep on. Oh, on steel, steel. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, about my cutoff is about fifteen, maybe eighteen bucks on brass is about my cutoff with with nine millimeter anyway. Mm -hmm. Right now. But, and that's if you can find it. But the good thing is, you know, I've been stocked up for some time. <laughs> so uh, you just learn to ration and learn to regulate. And that's one of the things when you talk about these reviews and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. You have to, uh, yeah, I got the feeling we're going to look back in a couple of years. And if you sort YouTube videos by date, right, <laughs> you're going to see a lot of 10 round pistol reviews and stuff. <laughs> you yeah. Know? I mean, I've, I've cut back, uh, I don't know how people like Robsky from AK Operators Union is still being able to do his 5,000 round tests unless he's getting fed ammunition from these people who are uh, sending him firearms to test. Um, but uh, you know, the thing that really kills me is I've had my reloading set up for the better part of two years and I didn't set it up until October. Uh, and had I known now what I should have known then I would have been buying up primers every chance I get, you know, cause shoot right. two years ago, I could have been rolling my own ammunition and saving tons of money instead of buying, you know, a thousand rounds of nine or five, five, six here and there. Right. Um, uh, so I could have 
channeled some of that other money to other firearms to purchase or something, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, it's living and learning and that's a lot of the, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the, there's a lot of folks in our community that they weren't around in 2013. They don't remember what it was like. They weren't around in 2001. They weren't around in 94. They would, you know, you pick the year, right? When this is not the first time something like this has happened. Um, and they weren't around. This is their first time. And so they're freaking out They're I think they're making a little bigger deal out of it than what, um, you know, than what they probably should. But, you know, like I said, you got to step back and realize it's the first time for them, right? They have no frame of reference. Yeah. And, you know, one of the takeaways that I hope that those particular people, if you're out there, if you're in that situation, I hope you take away from this is, you know, in good times, buy it cheap and stack it deep, baby. That's, yep. that's what you do. You know? Yeah. So the, in this conversation that I had talking to the same guy who um, was um, talking about the primer situation, that contract that his buddy was going to buy, uh, he, he, there is there is also some discussions about what's coming our way here in the next three to four months. Um, and I hate I hate to be doom and gloom or conspiracy theorist or whatever, but supposedly here in the next three to four months things are going to be even worse. Uh, and and I'm I'm not sure what even worse means, but um, uh, I'm I'm channeling as much of my money right now into ammunition that I can get my hands on um, as as pretty much as quick as I can. Uh, I see that G G 23 says uh, 762 by 39 is still pretty cheap. Yeah. Uh, you can pick up a thousand rounds for about $550, which is not too bad. Uh, 55 cents a round, uh, which is heck a lot more than what it was. But uh, man, I tell you, um, I've got some training that I got to do here in a couple of weeks. I'm going to burn through about 1400 rounds in that training wow. and then some more training in may and i've already made the decision the training that i'm going to go through in may is going to be with the ak <laughs> nice nice uh so yes yeah, shockers jumped in out there what's up uh i guess we were talking about the uh he's talking about the cobra derringers he said the bear man he said what you call your gun when you don't want people to know it's a cobra there you go. Um, Wes says he bought maybe six boxes of ammo in the last year. That includes shotgun, nine millimeter rifle rounds, uh, just because he's not hurting for it. Yeah, I mean, I'll pick it up. And, and I think, you know, I don't have a problem with, uh, and I don't want to speculate. We, we can maybe go down that road. I don't want to speculate too much on what's coming down the, the pipe because I see a lot of indications that. I don't know that Democrats want to want to touch the gun stuff too terribly much. Um, when you look at something like the, like we joked about when we first started about this whole stimulus check thing, the margins even for that, that they have are, are slim, very slim. Um, so yeah, I just, I just don't know. Um, with well, that, with that said, the, um, I know that the, you know, the companies have, have ramped up production. I know that a lot of your bigger box stores, uh, the academies, for example, around here, uh, and even Walmart to an extent, of course, it's company policy now with no handgun ammunition for sure. Uh, in the Walmarts still other calibers, some of the other calibers are available. Um, 
But I was talking with the Walmart manager just the other day. I walked through the sporting goods and he's like, yeah, we got plenty of ammo. And he, he, he was pointing at an empty case. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man, that's that must be that ammo for the ghost guns you've got, you know. And uh, anyway, we had a laugh. And he said, man, we got him. Forgot what he said, like 10 cases of ammo the other day. He said, and three people walked up to the counter. Uh, we stocked it. He said, three people walked up. Those three people were on the telephone the whole time. And by the time we got those three people checked out, three or four more people were there. And it was all, and it was all gone at it like a two box limit. Right. <laughs> and that's what I'm hearing on uh, Academy too, is they're getting in by like the pallet load. You know, it's not like they're getting in just a case here or there, which the local gun shops are. That's what's sad because <laughs> they're way down on the food chain with distributors. So, you know, they don't hardly get anything. Um, but yeah, they, um, they're getting it in, in pretty regular and pretty big quantities, but then, what you've got, I don't mind if you're out there and you're buying the ammunition. And I'm a capitalist, so I say this with a little bit of reservation. But at some point, you got to realize, are you, or, or make a decision, are you a capitalist? Are you pro-gun culture, pro-2A, pro-lifestyle, want to see, um, you know, want to see the, the community do well and expand and bring people in because we've got new firearm owners that are picking up those firearms for the first time and they can't get ammunition. And when you're sucking it up, not to shoot it or use it, I don't have a problem with that and not to put it back for yourself. I don't have a problem with that. But when you're buying it up to resell it and flip it for 10 times what you just paid for it, um, I, I start having a little bit of a problem, unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. And, and is it a conundrum because I am pro capitalism? Yeah, absolutely. It is. But I have a problem with it. I, I, I can't lie about that. Yeah, that's, I mean, I know of someone who is, well, I don't know of, but it's a friend of a friend who is buying uh, AR-15 bulk carrier groups uh, and will buy every single one he can for 150 bucks. And then he turns around and flips it for about $300 uh, on Gunbroker. And um, I, I mean, hey, if people are willing to pay for it, that's a that's an awesome hustle. But uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, right. I, I get kind of irritated about that as well, uh, because the, the reason I think the biggest reason why I'm I'm upset about it is because uh, sure it's capitalism, but you're exploiting a tragedy. That um, tragedy. It's not really a tragedy, but you're exploiting the situation. You're exploiting hard times, right? Yeah, you know. So. Uh, uh, so, and it's then, almost predatory capitalism, right? Yeah. There's some kind of there's some kind of a an adjective. Is that the correct term in front sure. of the word capitalism? With that, <laughs> it's not yeah. it's not pure capitalism. Yeah, no that that's uh, that's a, that's 100 percent accurate. And uh, the piece that uh, also concerns me too is that uh, it's just it's just putting situations where individuals who be it for good or bad reasons are just now getting into the firearm industry. They can't find ammunition to protect themselves. Yep. So now they're going to go out and buy a box of 50 rounds or maybe even 25 rounds of personal defense ammunition for 30, 40, 50 bucks when it's usually 15 to 20 and it's going to leave a sour taste in their mouth. And they're not going to want anything to do with us anymore, you know? Yeah, especially if they're not in tune with the community and the culture enough to know that this is just a dip in a cycle, 
right? Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, they have the perception it's like this all the time and they're like, okay, I'm out. I'm out. And then we lose that person forever. They unplug completely from the community and we potentially lose them forever. Shocker out there says uh, gun bans for Democrats. I've been a huge loser for the last 20 years. That's not to say it won't change or if they won't do executive orders uh, and let the courts sort it out. And, and that's a, that's a valid point. I mean, with the executive orders we've got, we've always got the next guy that comes in can undo it. And we've also got court, you know, that can deal with it. Um, but yeah, if you look at the margins, uh, go do the math on it. I mean, like they want to talk about this HP 127, which is a nothing burger, by the way. We need to be paying attention to what that's trying to distract from, I think. That's a good point. Um, but if you, look, if you look at the AWBs, you look at 94, for example, and look at the margins the Democrats had, and look at the polarization of the parties back then, too. We did not have nearly as much polarization. And the margins were slimmer. Um, so if you take that and fast forward nowadays, it's almost no chance that something like that, uh, not that you can't try something through, through executive means. Bill is out there. He's saying is a dollar around for 38 special too high right now. Um, market value or whatever you want to call it. No, because I'm seeing it typically 60 65 bucks for a box of 50 um once all of this bluster bs is over it's entirely too high that's four times what it probably should be i guess right roughly yeah they had uh they had some 357 at the local shop here three boxes that was the only thing that they got in today um well i mean they got a whole bunch of other stuff but for 357 and i'm thinking that it was it was close to 30 dollars per box uh, for, 20 for three for, oh for 20 rounds 20 rounds 357 uh, okay yeah. so mm -hmm. say for 50 rounds that's not terrible no that wouldn't have been but no that was yeah. if i remember correctly and i could be off but i think that was about right right yeah uh now ss pawn out there stan What's happening, brother? He says uh, he has three distributors that he works with. Only one offers him ammo, and it's on the higher end of the cost. Yeah, the the local uh, local gun shops here are the same way. They're smaller people. They have uh, very limited resources. They're on the bottom of the list. They get what they get when they get it at whatever price they pay. Um, and so that's another thing to be careful of. Uh, I know that, that Shocker out there, he says he went to a gun show Gun show prices are always high. We know this. This is ridiculous, though. He said 300 blackout, 50 bucks for 20 rounds. Um, you know, Bass Pro had, as I said, a tw the 20 round box is a 223 match for like 30 something bucks. But normally those are going to be expensive anyway. Those were, <laughs> I forgot what they were, but that was not your regular everyday ammunition. Um, remember this during these times because when you go to academy you go to these big box stores you go to these other places you're seeing fairly normal prices they just don't have anything in stock okay um then when you go to local gun shops people want to get upset a lot of times at the local gun shops and i know stan out there stan's a straight up fair guy um but in my local gun shop same way most of them around this area same way not to say there's not weasels out there because there's weasels and and carpetbaggers and opportunistic people everywhere. Um, but the vast majority of the local gun shops, when you go there and they are charging more, they're not trying to rake you over the coals. Um, 
I went in to my local gun shop a couple weeks ago. They had some nine millimeter. I didn't buy any. I left it for, for other people because I got one case in. And actually, I, it was that federal polymer stuff, which I don't like anyway. <laughs> and um, it was like, I think they were selling it for like $27 a box. I think it's what it was. Um, and because I work closely with that gun shop, I seen their invoice and people were complaining about it at $27 a box. They were paying twenty five fifty. Well, by the time they had it shipped and got it in, they paid twenty five fifty. They were making a buck and a half, basically a box off of that. Yeah. <laughs> like $10 a case or something is what they were 10, 15 bucks for the case is what they were making. So not even really worth their time to have an employee open the case and put it on the shelf, which they really mm -hmm. didn't have to do. It was gone as soon as they opened it. But, uh, SS pond says Joe may have to go through executive order cause he don't have the backing from the house or the Senate. Yeah. I don't believe so either. Uh, and I, I don't know. I think they've got, he's taken a lot of heat over the, um, the cough cough right now, various aspects, whether it be stimulus or vaccines or other things. Uh, I think ultimately I talked about this in the lead up to, uh, you know, to the elections and even afterwards that, you know, politicians look at, as especially Democrats, man, but any, any politician, especially like him, that's been in office for many years. Uh, and this is his last hurrah, right? I think we all know that. It's not like he's going to leave this and go into some other kind of thing, some kind of area as long as he's been in, uh, into politics, but he wants a legacy at this point. And so I tend to look at what are the things that he wants to leave as a legacy. I don't think gun control is something that's very many politicians want to be known for in the history books, right? Bringing us out of the cough, cough, maybe so, right? Um, getting the economy back, opening America back up, right? All of this stuff that we're actually starting to see a lot of that now. Um, that's something that I think is, is in the front of his mind as far as I want to get this done. So that's the good thing we've got is that right now their focus is on other things. It's the same thing that happened. A lot of people say, well, we didn't really have much, if any, gun control under Obama. Well, there was a reason for that because he had his landmark piece of legislation, which was health care. And so most of his attention is on that. So as long as their attention is on other things, let's let them, <laughs> let's let them stay entertained by those other things as much as we can. That's kind of my opinion off the X jumping in last minute. What's up, bro. I would say that uh, one of the big pieces that people don't realize is uh, the amount of money that the government would lose out on in taxes uh, from restricting firearms. Uh, so this was brought up to me by uh, a good personal friend of mine here in town. Uh, he's a huge um, uh, outdoors guy. Uh, he loves to hunt. He lo he's going to school for uh, land management. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's, just a, he's just a big, huge fan of Theodore Roosevelt and, and all of that. And he brought up a great point that something I never even considered was that H.R. 127 more than likely won't even make it out of committee because of how much money they would lose in the, in the excise tax that you right. have that you pay on rifles, 
pistols and ammunition. And we're talking billions of dollars. Yeah. So if they were to take that away, where's the money going to come from to fund all of the BLM land, you know? Right, right. And that yeah, was something not... I'd never even considered about before. Yeah, like, hey. right. Um, Snowy North Gunslinger jumping in out there. What's up, man? And we're going to we're gonna shut her down here in just a few minutes. Uh, let you guys get back to uh, your normal routine on a Monday evening. But no, I mean, I, I, I agree. And that's something that I've, I've looked into and talked about for a while. I haven't done, you know, just a huge amount of research. He probably has. Uh, but just think about the licensing fees that FFLs have to pay. And then you've got different types of FFLs. And then you've yep. got ITAR on top of the FFLs for those that manufacture, be it ammunition or firearms. And then, you know, look at the properties they rent, look at the personal property taxes they have to pay as a business owner, look at the fees and regulatory costs of having that factory or whatever, look at payroll taxes, look at, you know, once you start going down all of these, um, I don't want to say expenses, but, you know, all of the money that's tacked on that goes to the government from said expenses, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you're talking about, is, is it the, is it the biggest industry or whatever in the world or the United States? No, but is it billions upon billions of dollars of tax revenue? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you can't tell me for a second that, you know, they don't have, they don't have number crunchers. Most, we know most politicians, they're lawyers, they're number crunchers, they're, you know, doctors, they're people that pay attention to, that sort of thing. Can't tell me for a second. They don't know that going into this. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But does it, but does, but does, but does making it look worse? And this is what they'll do a lot of times, right? They, they just want to chip. And I think that's why they've chipped away, right? Because mm -hmm. they don't want to damage the entire thing, but they want to do enough to be able to say that they did something. Yeah, that's right. You, you yeah. feel me? For, so for the like, children. So for the we're children. gonna say we're gonna say that we're doing all of this, right? We're gonna go for all of this. That way, when they chip away at this, everybody that stood to lose all of this doesn't feel quite so bad, right? So it doesn't completely alienate all of those folks. They mm -hmm. go, hey, at least we got away with something, right? Mm -hmm. yep. And then to their constituents or the people that support them, they go, yay, we won. Look what we got. So it's, it's one of them win-win scenarios for them. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the age old adage of death by a thousand cuts, you know? Um, and, uh, Oh, by the way, um, that's why I am far more scared of someone who knows how to use a knife than I am a pistol. Uh, because, um, you can, you can be cut and this goes for the political, um, simile here or, uh, or metaphor. Uh, it goes with a knife. You can be cut and not even know it. You could be stabbed and not even know it. Um, and that's kind of what we're looking at with a lot of this legislation is them putting very, um, unconstitutional and bad language into these bills mm -hmm. that they're going to say, Oh, well, we're going to get rid of semi-automatic weapons. Well, that's like everything depending on how they define a semi-automatic weapon. 
that could be that could be shotguns that could be revolvers that could be rifles pistols i mean you name it they uh, well at canada now there's there's been some talk with canada about it's it's gone even past semi-automatic that it's repeating firearms mm -hmm. and like we're we're talking back we've come full circle back to the wild west you know guns it's like good lord that's a lever action a revolver that's a repeater yes you know so they're talking about anything that's not a single shot basically how yeah. crazy is that that is extreme so, it's uh it, it it frightens me to death to see what what they're trying to co concoct you yeah. know and naturally uh we know this and this is something i've been trying to convey to people who are new to the firearms because in the firearms world is because um there's more out there uh I, i'm 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 stumbling into more and more people who have no idea about the things that I talk about. And I say, you know, so let's get rid of all the guns. We'll just say that from this point forward, no one else can have guns anymore. Turn them all in. Who's going to have them left? You know, we know this, but who's, yeah. who are the people that are going to have left, have these firearms. And that is what England saw when they banned firearms. Uh, there was an actual sharp uptick in uh, gun violence because the criminals are the ones that had them. Right. So, well, and that's another reason you see a chipping away, right? Is because the the root of the issue, which I believe is socio, mostly is socioeconomic when we're talking about violence in general, let alone what they call gun violence, mm -hmm. is socioeconomic roots, right? It's society, it's the mentality in society, it's you know economically, you know, for when we, whether we're talking about urban areas or the white trailer park, right? Has nothing to do with race, believe mm -hmm. me. Um, there's more white meth heads around here than I'm. There's probably you know, black crackheads in any project in the in the United States, right? So nothing to do with that. But socioeconomic issues. So that's something that's much more difficult, right, to address. It's also something that alienates um, people. I think a lot more than the, than the than the gun quote unquote gun issue. Um, and so the gun issue becomes a scapegoat and they chip away. They just, they, they may blast out that they want a lot of stuff, but they ultimately they chip away with one little thing and they do it intentionally, right? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Because they know it's not going to work. They know this because they know what the root problem is. They just don't want to address it. And so what that does, if they just chip at it, then that gives them the chance to come back around when the problem is not resolved and go, Oh, we didn't go far enough. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. But you're right. Eventually they get to the point, they take everything away. If they do, even if they do all that, the problem's still going to exist because you did not address the root of the problem in the first place. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And I think that if you, uh, which I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know how this would, how, how this you could play one on YouTube though. It's fine. That's true. That's true. That's true. So, but if they were to start enacting more stiffer penalties for criminals who use a firearm, um, then you know, in, in, a, in a crime, and I'm talking, and I'm talking about you know, someone got mixed up in a situation where they used a firearm to defend themselves, and the next thing you know, they're being brought up on charges. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about no crap. A guy walks into a store with a firearm, tries to rob it, gets caught. That dude right there. There should be a there should be a minimum. Uh, a minimum jail time for that. 
you know, whatever that may be. I don't know what that, that would is. be. A, that would be an interesting social experiment for sure. Mm-hmm. To say, okay, did he use a bat? Well, it's mandatory this many minimum years. Did he use a, a knife? It's mandatory this many. And according to the quote unquote weapon that was used, right? And the firearm <laughs> being the, the largest amount and kind of see where it goes from there. That would be an interesting social experiment. I don't know if anybody in the country, you know, any local jurisdictions or states or anything has already done that. Uh, Mario jumping in out there. We are, uh, we're over our hour. So let me give you a, a couple minutes, Mark. First of all, thanks for uh, jumping in on Monday uh, for everybody out there live. Thanks for, for joining us. Not a whole lot of uh, questions, but certainly some comment and some conversation. If you're in replay, you've made it this far. Thanks for listening in replay and shame on you for not joining the conversation live. Try to do that uh, next show, but uh, quick plugs and uh, final thoughts. Anything you want to uh, say before we get out of here, Mark? Uh, yeah, so uh, I've I've been struggling to get some content out here. Uh, I uh, apologize to everybody on that. I do have some more stuff coming up. I'm a, a, as you can see, if you're if you're used to my channel, I've got a new setup. I'm trying to tweak that before I get some stuff out. But uh, I will have uh, now that I have this setup, it's going to be a lot easier for me to produce uh, videos than it was before um, with my living room setup. So uh, more content coming very, very soon. And it's going to roll really, really quick. If you guys are not following me on Instagram, Facebook, and of course, YouTube, please, I'd ask you to uh, consider it. And, um, you know, I, I'd really appreciate it. And naturally, Clover, we need to get you over on um, Keep Calm and Carry. We'll get that set up and uh, get you on over on my side and see if we can filter yeah. some of my guys to you. Well, I, I don't know about that, but uh, always fun to, to jump around and, and join the conversation and actually show people that there is a community out here. Yeah, there um, is. Mm-hmm. You know, which is great. Uh, Steven out there says, great show. Sorry. He was gun cleaning tonight, so that's why he didn't comment much, I guess. That, that's a great excuse that he wins the internet tonight uh, for excuses. It was one time. Oh, what I was going to say while you were mentioning platforms, your own. Did I notice you were on Odyssey? I am on Odyssey. Yes, that is right. Okay. Thanks, thanks for uh, reminding me. No, I, no, you bet. And I mean, I'm a, I'm kind of a whore when it comes to that. I mean, I'm all for being on as many platforms as you could possibly be on, uh, not just for backup purposes, but reach. You never know who's going to be on one of them platforms, and you know, you have something that helps them out, or whatever the case may be. Um, is that? Are you on any of the other alternative stuff besides Odyssey? Uh, I'm. I'm on Gunstreamer, but I don't know what's going on with them. I know that they went, they were, they're looking at going away. Then they're it's, like, no, we're there. back. Yeah. It's, it's there. That's about all I can say about it. It's, it's uh, there. Yeah. Um, I've thought of BitChute, but mm-hmm. um, the reason why I like Odyssey so much um, and why I'm just kind of sticking with that one is because it automatically draws my YouTube videos over. Right. Uh, so I don't have to worry about uploading to YouTube and then going over to BitChute and uploading there. So right. if BitChute would ever come out with that feature, I would I would definitely go over there too. So yeah. right, gotcha. Well, well, I'm sure they're listening to this podcast, so they'll. they'll... I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's it, Mark. Thanks, thanks for thanks for uh, thanks for jumping in, man. Appreciate yeah. it. For everybody else, we're gone. Peace. Later.